Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Berhantu with me, Hafiz Rahman. Thank you so much for listening and making Berhantu your choice of anything horror. And this episode is... Um, this is a past series, uh, Time to Shine. I do not know whether I have I have shared... Sto- because, okay, I'm so, so, I'm so sorry guys. I have shared way too many stories about way too many places in Singapore that I've so, sort of like lost track of the stories that I've shared. Um, but... Yeah, I have stories about Pasiris this time around and I would love for you guys to listen to it. So, this is the story. So, this is um two different stories, all right, of two different people who lived in Pasiris. Or I would, I would say still living in Pasiris. Um the first story is about a boy who experienced something at the mangrove area. So apparently, okay, I'm not familiar with Pasiris, so I I cannot like be very specific about it, um. But I'm just um trying to like retell the story based on what the guy said. For those of you who live in Pasiris and you probably know the route, then you probably would know what I'm talking about. So he said that this happened uh fifteen years ago, and he was um. A teenager then Alright So he said I still remember Diorang semua pergi Pasiris Park Untuk barbecue And makan-makan Dekat sana And uh, He said I brought along A non-stick tray With brownies That I made Okay So the non-stick tray Of course belong to my mother lah, You know And at the point of time It was more priced Than Tupperware The reason why I want to tell you guys this Is because halfway He will lose that <laughs> He will lose that um, Non-stick tray so he said that I went to this uh, macam gathering with my friends and all that and around lapan setengah gitu dah malam I balik lah because I'm I think at one of time I was like probably 14, 15 years old I was still quite young and I have to go back home lah you know and I was being a good boy so everyone dah habis makan they finished really eating my brownie so I went back so I decided that I actually can go I can walk back home from the beach area to my house in Pasir Ris however I have I can make a shortcut lah. So the shortcut requires me to go walk through the bridge. So now he says that the bridge is where people always um take photos of birds. Okay, so, okay I I've personally been to this bridge and I've seen people take taking photos, but I do not know whether it's, it's the same place. Okay, because I know that that bridge will lead you to like a reservoir of sorts. Alright, where 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 people do fishing and all that. Um, so I don't know whether he's talking about the same place, but he says that he has to walk past through that mangrove. Um, after going down the after going down the um bridge, lah, you know, and he said that at this point of time it was very quiet, even though it was eight thirty. Um, I I believe him because Pasiris is very quiet at night for some reason. I do not know why. Only like the central area is very 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 like much lively and bustling. But the moment you go into like this the the I would say. Inverted commas, the suburbs, it gets really quiet at night. But I think that's that's the charm of Pasiris lah. And he said that I remember walking halfway through the bridge at night and I was holding the non-stick tray, okay? So when I was, when I was walking in front of me, I saw in between the trees like a white, like a white cloth moving around, okay? But he said it's so weird that this, that thing is moving around because it's not windy, it was a still night. Like literally, he said, I could, I could, I can remember that the night was still. It was warm. There wasn't any wind. But in front of me, I saw that there was a white cloth moving in between the trees. And he said that 
it was too late for me to um macam back out because I'm really like three quarter into the bridge and I have to walk right and he said that at the point of time he looked up and there wasn't any moon it also was a was a moonless night lah he said um he didn't want to think much about it as usual teenager pluck the courage just walk forward but he said I walk forward and I look down throughout I didn't look up okay I didn't look I didn't look up so um behind me I I I couldn't run away after that okay I couldn't run away so I just walk walk straight So when he finished going to the bridge and he entered, right? He said that um he I do not know why. Dia cakap tak tahu kenapa, tapi tiba-tiba aku terasa macam nak nak macam like raise my 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 head up. So when I raised my head up to look to look up, I noticed that actually it's just a plastic bag. <laughs> So I think someone have left their plastic bag or something like that. Not left lah, I mean littered lah. Basically, essentially someone littered. So the plastic bag was just moving around in 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 the in the in the still night lah, you know. So he said, "Alamak, I'm so stupid. I thought it was something else, but actually, it turns out it's not. You know, it's actually just a plastic bag. All right." And that is when he said that this thing tricked me. Okay, because he said I thought it was a claw, then I thought it was a plastic bag, right? At that point of time, bila aku angkat aku punya kepala untuk tengok kat depan tu, and then I saw that plastic bag, I could feel five fingers, and I kid you not, this is really happening. He said I, I, I felt five fingers like a palm of a hand. Okay, I want all of you to imagine. I want you to go to your to your uh, knee. Okay, put your hands in like you know how the Italians say like F U, where you scrunch up your hands together put it in the middle and then you spread it out that's how you make your knee ticklish right that's how you would tickle a knee correct I, i'm going to give you some time to just go ahead and do it and imagine okay so he said he said he felt like the same way like this hand was scrunched up together in that italian fu kind of sign all the way opening up into a starfish you know at the top of his neck so when he felt that he said as a 15 year old boy i screamed i I just threw my 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 tray, and I ran all the way. He said I ran for a good fifteen minutes. Okay, I ran out of the mangrove. I ran underneath the blocks because I didn't want to stop at the at at at, at the traffic lights. So I ran and ran and ran and ran and ran until I reached home. When I reached home, I I immediately like or oh, like knock on the door very 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 fervently. So my father opened the door. So when my father opened the door, my father saw me like, macam, I think he thought like, oh, what's wrong? Why, 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 why are you panting? Why, why are you like, um, you know, like probably pale or something like that? So he said, I went into the house. When I went into the house, I immediately told my father what happened and what I saw. So the father inspected his 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 um neck, and then I don't know, I don't know what happened, but he said that the father said you quickly go and shower, take your ablution, and pray with me. All right, so he said. So they said he prayed. He prayed with his father and all. That. And after that, the father said, um, the father did something like some prayers in the house, went to all the different penjuru of the house, the different parts of the house to macam uh, letakkan walimau dengan air, something like that lah, you know. And then baca ayat ayat tiga kul, and baca al-fatihah. Oh shit! I forgot this very um important part of the story. Okay, remember when the boy first saw the cloth moving in the trees? Right, so he's like shit. I'm scared. Right, so he said at that point of time, aku baca al-fatihah, but I I I baca not so loud, but not so soft either. To the I mean, like it's not loud as if like I'm screaming out al-fatihah, but it's not soft that it's like only I can hear it lah. You know, 
and he said that the journey from the third quarter of the bridge all the way down to the mangrove, he said as he was reading the Al-Fatiha, he felt that the sound was softer and softer and softer to the point where he felt like I'm, I'm deep sinking. Like it, it, like, it just became very quiet and I was just reading Al-Fatiha inside my head to the point where I'm not even like vocalizing it. So he said that was very weird. And that was when he felt stupid because he saw that white plastic bag, not knowing that the hand would come and open and stretch itself on, on his on his um tengko, you know. So anyways, whatever happened was that uh he finished macam buat doa dengan bapak dia and all that, uh, solat and all that. So tidur. So on that night, uh, dia cakap, I cannot sleep. So I went to my blog. At the point of time, it was very big on blog spot, right? So he went to his blog spot and he, he read, he retold his story lah blah 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 and he um was typing away and he fell asleep the next day his sister woke up when they wake up like the next day the sister told him hey like what was happening did you hear what happened last night and then he's like why why what happened she said, oh no i just heard like macam it was the sound of like monkeys playing around like and it was very high pitch and something like that then the boy is like no i didn't hear any sound of any monkeys like going around it was very quiet you know, at, at at night. Then the sister said, no, 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 no. It was very loud. Like, I thought everyone could hear it. That's, that's why, like, I, I cannot sleep. He said, I heard the sound of, macam bunyi-bunyi monyet. Bunyi-bunyi kat luar tingkap. And it was very high pitch. Now, in Pasir Reis, it's very common to get monkeys, right? I mean, when to, to see monkeys. So, I think this pe- these people know that sometimes monkeys will play around and all that. But it's very unlikely that the monkeys will make a lot of noise at night, okay, for some weird reason lah. So, he said that so, so, so the sister said, I heard a lot of monkeys. And then the boy just looked at him, and the boy just looked at her and said, do you know what happened last night? And then and then when, when when he shared the story to the sister, then the sister is like, oh my God, maybe what I heard wasn't monkeys. Maybe the thing followed you back home. I, she said, I don't know. Until now, they said they couldn't like demystify the mystery behind um the, the, the screaming monkeys. Like literally she said it was the monkeys screaming at the top of their voices. And it's not just one monkey, it's like a group of monkeys outside. So I told the guy then what what happened. So I said my, my biggest fear at that point of time was two things lah. Number one was that thing and number two was my mother because the mother really like scolded him because he left the non-stick tray. <laughs> like right in the middle of the mangrove. And um, I don't know. I don't know whether he went back to check out and find whether that, that thing was still there, lah. But essentially, that's what happened to him. And he wanted to share with me this story, so I thought it would be a great for me to share with you all of you. So for any of you who have stories about that mangrove or that bridge, you know, uh, please feel free to share. And on that note, I would like to share my next story, which is about this girl. Um, Around my age, okay, I, I know this girl and she used to stay in Pasiris. Now, now she's not staying, now she's not staying in Pasiris anymore. So, rumah dia, tak silap aku, was around 400 plus uh, Pasiris and it was a five-room flat. So, dia punya, cab, dia punya balcony akan bertentangan dengan balcony kat rumah sebelah. Alright, so basically her balcony would be, you can see the balcony um, of the person at the house next to you, your, your neighbor lah, right? And she lived in this place for I think about maybe 10, 10 years already. Okay, um, she has since moved to uh, Tampines lah, but this is what happened. Now, this girl has a neighbor, and the neighbor ni is uh, the nenek, not nenek lah, she said it's, it's the mother lah. Um, the mother would would always like macam sisi rambut dia, like comb her hair and cari kutu at the balcony at like in the middle of the night. So she said the first few years when it happened, we always get freaked out by this 
by this makcik rambut dia akan macam dia cakap rambut dia dah beruban lah dah panjang tapi dah beruban sikit lah and she said that over the years like she will always pick and pluck her white hair and she will like macam cari kutu and she will like um macam usah-usah rambut macam comb her hair lah in the balcony right at night so I asked her like at night how how night is it she said oh no it's about maybe dalam pukul 11 12 gitu Like really lah Cakap ya yeah, dia, dia tak boleh tidur Aku rasa dia pergi dekat, dekat balcony Pasal aku rasa sejuk Angin masuk And then she was just like Do things with her hair But her back will always face us lah We, we will never see her face So she said The first few times when I saw it I got freaked out I was like Eh sialah Asal aku benda ni Ibu buat gini eh So she didn't think much about it So fast forward She's now working adult So she said There was just one time I went to um, Brisbane Alright I went to Brisbane On a one week holiday lah With my friends So, as per normal, aku pergi holiday, aku happy-happy, blah, blah, blah. And then when I went back to Brisbane, I went back home. So, I still remember, I still remember on that night, bila aku sampai rumah, it was ready macam pukul 10 lebih. Right? It was 10 last at night and I was carrying uh, one huge luggage and like uh, a travel bag lah, like a weekend travel bag. So, orang dah, dah tidur. So, my my mother was asleep. I think my father was already asleep. At that point of time, my brother was kat luar. He wasn't back home lah. So, there were two brothers. It's just her and the brother. But my younger brother, who was probably in his late teens, was out at night lah, belum balik lah. And and the parents are early sleepers. So, bila dia sampai rumah 10 lebih tu, she said, she said about, maybe about 10, 10.20, 10.30 like that, she opened the gate. So, when she opened the gate, okay, she heard someone knocking From the inside Okay so basically rumah dia Kau naik tangga Okay when you go up the stairs It's left and right So her house is on the right And the neighbor's house is on the left So can you imagine If you go to the house Inside each other's house the Balcony Of course the balcony They will see each other right So she said On that level It's just the two of them lah Or just the two of them It's just the two houses When she was opening the gate The keys to to, to the gate And the door She heard someone knocking from the neighbor's house but the knocking was from the inside. It's like, eh, apa je macam gila. Like, she thought that someone was knocking behind her but when she turned to the to the side, there wasn't anyone. Okay, there wasn't anyone outside but the knocking was from inside. Then, so I asked her, I cakap, are you close to this neighbor of yours? She said, mm, I mean, yeah, like we will like, talk to each other and all that but we're not like close close you know like macam hari raya yes hari raya macam kadang-kadang kasi lauk and all that but taklah terlalu close i mean or rather the one that's closer to her is my mother and the lady lah you know but um i personally i'm not close to her or neither am i close to her kids and she said that when that knocking happened she didn't feel weird so she just said about bodoh and she just opened the door she put her luggage at the side and she put, she, when she put the luggage at the side she closed the door okay, she, so she closed the gate she closed the door she said I went to the toilet um, to, 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 the, to the kitchen I took off everything and then I showered okay I showered and then I took the luggage into my room okay At this point of time, she said, at this point of time, it was already 11 plus, about to be 12 o'clock. Okay, so I was unpacking lah. I was unpacking everything. And then I felt thirsty. So when I felt thirsty, I went to the kitchen to to take water. Alright. I'm just th- trying to think if it's happened at four, yeah, 400 plus. Eh? Pasir is 400 plus. I do not know what is the address uh, or, or the block number specifically. But I remember she did tinggal 400 lebih because aku pernah pergi rumah untuk air raya. Okay, that's it. Done. So she went to the kitchen She she poured herself a glass of water So as she was drinking the water She went to the balcony Okay at this point of time yeah, The house was nobody okay? It's just her and the parents But the parents were inside the room 
So she was standing at the balcony. And she was just drinking her water lah, right? And she was on the phone. She, yeah, she said, I was on the phone, I was on the phone with my boyfriend. Aku tak berbual dengan boyfriend aku, macam as per normal. So when I turn, I saw that the lady at the side was combing her hair. And I'm like, eh, siya, dia ni masih buat kerja gini. So, she told the boyfriend, I said, aku masih ingat dia cakap, asal? Saya kata, tak lah, my neighbor, dia suka, dia suka sekat rambut. Macam malam-malam suka sekat rambut, suka takutkan orang. And then, and then the boyfriend lah, faham, sekali tu bukan your neighbor. Then, the, the, then this girl's like, kepala otak you, like, not my neighbor, whatever lah. So, she buat bodoh, okay? So, she buat bodoh. And after that, she went back to bed after that, okay? After she finished everything, she went back to bed and then she slept. The next day, she saw the parents and she's like, eh, dah, dah balik. Cakap, dah, dah, semangat dah balik, whatever. Then after that, she cakap, come on a trip, okay, okay, whatever. So, they, were, they got all talking about the, about the trip and all that. And then, dia terbuka mulut. And she said, um, semalam kan, uh, dah pukul dah dua belas lebih, kakak, ter- kakak, Terkejut sih Kakak tengah minum air I was drinking water Habis kakak nampak Yang yang kat sebelah tu Dia tengah uh, Sikat rambut And then when she said that The mother just like Macam looked very shocked Then she said Kakak Kau biar betul kak Okay <laughs> So it's most, most exciting part So she said Kakak kau biar betul She said Eh hey, are you for real And then kakak said Yeah I saw her Like she, she scared me I was talking I was talking to Rizal on the phone And then the mother was like Kakak, kau betul-betul cakap dengan aku Like, you really tell me right now Did you really saw her? And then she's like Yes, I saw her Of course, she didn't face me lah She's always like facing the side Like the inside of the house So the bed was was facing against me But I saw her combing her hair Cakap, kau betul nampak dia Betul Cakap, kakak, kau tahu tak kakak Dia dah meninggal kakak Like, she passed away like 4 days ago While you were in Brisbane And then this This friend of mine is like Huh? Bila? Cakap 4 days ago You were in Brisbane And she passed away And and, and the mother can, can can say eh, Mama sendiri pergi, wed, pergi pergi wedding pula I sendiri went to the um To the funeral So who was it you saw That night Dan Cakap kau betul-betul Kau 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 sumpah dengan mama kau nampak And then this girl was like My friend was like Betul sumpah Wallah nampak dia sekarang rambut And it's like No it cannot be her Because she passed away 3 days uh, 4 days ago When you were in When you when you were in Brisbane who was that you saw at that night? And after that, this, this girl told her about the knocking on the door. And then the mother's like, eh, then the mother macam tak, tak selap hati lah. It's like, okay lah, whatever lah. You know, maybe, maybe something is not alright, whatever. So, just try your, try to like, jangan tinggalkan solat and all that. And, um, about a year after that, um, they, they shifted lah. They shifted uh, out to Tampines. But, but it wasn't because of, it wasn't because of the fact that of this hantu one, no lah. They just decided to change house because um, I think that the father wanted to like have a new environment and, and, and to Karuma, you know. But she did say that this is an incident that I can never forget because aku boleh diri like, she said it was so up because I was standing at the balcony and I was looking directly at her and I was talking to my boyfriend on the phone dia ni tak betul lah and I was whispering to her dia ni tak betul lah pergi sekarang buat malam-malam and my boyfriend can even say sekali tu bukan dia and memang masin mulut boyfriend aku really it's not her <laughs> so do not maybe it's a Corinne maybe it's just an imagination maybe it's a spirit whatever but she said that so I asked kau tahu dia pakai baju apa cakap aku tak nampak baju aku like at the point of time it was late at night why? it was 12 plus I was just looking at her I saw the hair and I was like eh shit lah what the hell is this woman doing combing her hair in the middle of the night at the, at the balcony that's it I didn't even know whether it, she was wearing any any anything yeah then um, that was the story lah that, that she shared with me about 
<sighs> about living in Pasir Ris. So Pasir Ris folks, your place um is not that clean, huh? So um having said that, if you have any other stories, um uh, please feel free to email me at hafizabrahman at yahoo.com. That's H-A-F-I-D-Z-A-B-D-R-A-H-M-A-N at yahoo.com. And um, I'll be more than happy to retell your stories. And if you are lucky, I might just go on, have a phone call with you. Because people may lie on email. You never know, huh? Um, but that's my problem lah. So anyways, thank you so much guys for listening. And good night. Bye. <laughs>